All right, Vertigo people, welcome back to another episode of Vertigo. I'm your host, Sean. Thank you for joining me for these next 15, 20 minutes. As always, topics that'll make your head spin. Uh, today, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, the impeachment, that trial that's going on right now, President Trump. But I wanted to start by taking a moment of silence uh, for those who are um, impacted by the school shooting uh, up near Los Angeles. I think it's uh, Sagus or Sagus. I'm not exactly sure how to say it. I'm probably slaughtering it, but the uh, the high school. So we're just going to take a quick five seconds moment of silence. So don't adjust your uh, volume. There's nothing wrong. This is just a moment of silence for that high school. All right. Thank you so much. And prayers and thoughts go out to those in California that were impacted. So moving on to today's show. So uh, I'm recording this on a Friday and also we'll be putting it out on a Friday. So that's the cool thing about this uh, show being as short as it is. Um, I don't have to keep your attention very long and I can turn around and edit it pretty quickly. Um, but the thing I wanted to talk about. So two topics. First, the impeachment of President Trump that's going on right now. It's kind of hard to ignore it. But in all honesty, has it really been hard to ignore anything about this presidency? Um, you know, I don't really know what to think. I'm going to be honest. You know, I got to tell you in the beginning when Trump was running for president, I was really excited to see a fresh face and personality non-politician. And I think that's what a lot of Americans voted for. I think a lot of uh, Americans heard his whole speech on it's time to drain the spa, uh, swamp. And that's where he caught people. And I think after that, people stopped paying attention to all of the other little things that were probably maybe some red flags or warning signs, not to necessarily his politics, but to the shit show that was about to ensue. Um, for anybody who, and, and I never thought about this, but I was listening to um, Joe Rogan Experience, which is one of my favorite podcasts. And he, it was an older, it was an older podcast. And he was talking with Penn from Penn and Teller. And Penn, I guess, had been on an episode of The Apprentice. I didn't know there was a season of The Apprentice, not just one episode. He was involved in a season. And he basically had said in that interview, and you can go back and look for it, of course, because, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, then you can probably find Joe Rogan's, I'm sure. Um, he's a little bit more well-known than I am. Just a little bit. No offense, Joe, if you ever hear this. But, like, you will, so whatever. So, anyway. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, he said in that interview, like, yeah, like, this is exactly what I would expect from... Not in so many words, right? But this is exactly what I would expect from Trump as a president. Like, this is feels like a taping of The Apprentice, you know? And um, it was like, yeah, exactly. The This presidency has felt like a, a season of a reality TV show with all of the pieces and parts and drama and whatnot that have been going on. I mean, I feel like I'm in high school again, coming home to the hills being on. You know, it's, it's crazy. But... Um, you know, I think that that's kind of the air that's taken. The only thing that's really disappointing about this whole thing, the whole presidency, and I'll get to the impeachment stuff in a minute, but the whole presidency has been just flagged and floundered and whatnot by by just news stories, whether it's Fox, you know, praising President Trump or CNN bashing President Trump and 
It's just, it's a shit show. It is a complete shit show. Nothing political is happening in America right now. I will tell you that. And I will tell you that because with confidence, because here's what's really going on. Democrat and Republican, both sides are guilty. And this is what they're guilty of. All right. It's not colluding. It's not the normal political bullshit. They are both guilty of not liking the fact that an insider is now president. Sure, President Trump is a re- an affiliate of the Republican Party. I mean, any of us who are voting Americans affiliate to something, even if it's independent, we've affiliated ourselves to being independent. So regardless of whether Trump was Republican, Green Party, Tea Party, you know, whatever, uh, I sit and eat lunch on the sidewalk party, it doesn't matter. Um, he's not liked by either party, at least the two major parties in the United States, the Republicans and the Democrats, because he's an outsider, because of the statements that he made when he was on the campaign trail, it's time to drain the swamp. Do you think that was really aimed at one party? No, I think he meant that across the board. So, uh, you know, I do feel like Trump hasn't had necessarily a fair shake because he's not going to please either side of the aisle because both of them are thumbing their nose because he's a business guy. He made his money in property management and being a regalator something or other. Like, I don't even know what he was. A realtor, property, reality show guy, something, you know? WWE, at one point, he was involved in a thing with Vince McMahon. I don't know if anybody remembers that, but he was going to cut his hair off. If You know, I don't know. Google all this shit. I'm not making it up. It's out there. Google it, man. I mean, we're all attached to Google on our phones. So Google this shit, man. I am not making this shit up. That dude was going to cut his locks if somebody lost a wrestling match. Of course, it was Vince who ended up bald. Fuck, it's out there. Look for it. This is the guy that we elected for president. All right? The guy who has been involved in reality TV. The guy who's been tied to the WWE. And I'm not saying that that makes him a bad person or character. I'm just saying, Penn is exactly right. What the fuck did we expect was going to happen? You know? He's not a politician. He's not a politician. He's a businessman who knows how to market himself very well, by the way. Trump is a brand, don't forget. So in some way, Donald Trump is a character of himself. I don't know that we even really know the real Donald Trump. So, and anyway, back to the impeachment stuff. You know, I've got to be honest. I haven't really paid attention to it. Um, I don't know that I really care to. I mean, I care as far as being an American and being a voting American. I care about the culture. I care about the precedence that this is going to set. But I don't know that I really care because it's just been... A, it's like I'm so worn down by it. It's been such a clusterfuck since it started with him being elected, you know? Um, but like I said, I think me, like many Americans was really drawn into the, it's time to drain the swamp. It's time to, you know, stop the buck. Um, and I think a lot of people heard that and a lot of people got excited about that. Cause I think a lot of people are just sick and tired of 
being sick and tired, honestly, but I think people are sick and tired of politics. I think people are sick and tired of just the, the whole thing. You know, it's been 200 years of bullshit, really, with politics, and I think people don't trust it. And I don't know that Trump did anything to really become a trustworthy person, but in the dawn of reality TV, I think that people felt that he was more real And I think that people felt that he was more transparent than even the government. Um, I don't know that I agree with any of those statements, but I think that's kind of what happened. And I think that's the nature of what happened. And I think that um, this has probably been one of the most embarrassing presidencies. And I don't think, again, that it's all Trump's fault. In no way, shape or form do I feel like that is 100% Trump's fault. I think that it's been poor management uh, on advisors. Um, I think that he needs to stay off Twitter for sure. And, um, you know, but I, I think that there's just been a lot of bullshit that's been thrown from both the Republicans and the Democrats. And I really think shame on both parties, to be completely honest. Um, this is a point in history where I wouldn't want to be affiliated with either of them, uh, regardless of what my beliefs or stances are politically. I think both parties are shameful at this point. Because of their actions, I don't think anybody is acting like a grown-up in this in this uh, presidency from the top down. And that's my opinion. Um, you know, not that it counts for much, but that's what it is. Um, so yeah, moving on. Uh, so that's my thought on that. The the second thing that I kind of want to talk about, and that I've been really kind of bothered about. I don't know why I'm bothered about this, but uh, I was reading an article on Apple News. I don't remember who put it out, if it was CBS or NBC or who, but it was one of the major news cores from Reuters, of course. And um, they were talking about the Mona Lisa and the popularity of the Mona Lisa all these, you know, years, like all these years later, hundreds of years later since Da Vinci painted her. Um, but yeah, they were talking about the Mona Lisa and how still people drove, go to the Louvre in flocks and droves to go see the Mona Lisa. But then I was reading between the lines a little bit because I talked about Beyonce and Jay-Z going to see the Mona Lisa and whatnot. And I started reading between the lines a little bit. And I started to get really like, just kind of like, wow, like this isn't really about the Mona Lisa at all. This is really about the culture of the world that we live in right now. And it's not just the United States. I really think it's across the board, across, it's, it's a worldwide thing. The world has shrunk with, with social media. In a lot of ways, that's really cool, you know, but there's also a culture that is now flowing out that I see. And I almost feel like it's created a culture of just, it's all about me. Look at me. Which is very different than I think. I mean, you can even hear it in music, right? It's how am I going to be pleased? How am I going to make my money and make my And that's not necessarily a bad attitude. I mean, you know, you need to be concerned about yourself. But I think we've taken it to an extreme almost narcissist, I guess, to go out on a limb. We've created a culture of narcissism. And it's really extreme verbiage, to be honest with you. And maybe even a little unfair. But I don't think too far off the mark from being true. Think about it, you know. So back to my my example with Mona Lisa, right? People aren't going up there and standing in line for hours on end to get up there to see the Mona Lisa. No, what they're doing And this is what the article points out. And I think that the reporter even missed it. I think they wrote it, but they didn't even really catch what they were writing. They're standing in line to get a selfie 
with the Mona Lisa. And then they're moving on. And then the next group comes out, cell phone comes out, boom, picture. I'm hey, post on Instagram, post on Facebook, shout on Twitter. Hey, look at me. I'm standing next to the Mona Lisa. I don't know that any of those people have stopped and looked at it and said, man, this painting was painted. When was that painted? I don't even know when the Mona Lisa was painted, which is a shame on me, but like 1700, somewhere when it was the Italian Renaissance. I mean, think about how old that painting is. Now, right as I'm saying that here in the podcast, there's probably some of you are stepping back and going, fuck, she's old. Mona Lisa's fucking old. But then there's probably other people who are like, goddamn right, they got a selfie, man. I hope they put that shit up on Instagram. That's the culture that we live in, right? Look at me. It's not about Mona Lisa. Don't, hey, hashtag Mona Lisa. No, it's hashtag, look at me. I'm in Paris, motherfucker. (laughs) Right? I mean, it's crazy. Hey, not that you should be proud. Hey, you got to go to Paris. That's awesome. Kudos to you. That's a once in a lifetime thing. Maybe not so more. Probably was in my parents' generation. I think people could probably make it to Paris a little more often now. I don't know. I don't know. We can talk about that in another podcast because I did read some studies on... I'm always reading studies. Always reading studies. You'll find that out. I did read some studies about, um, you know, right now the millennial generation is making less money, actually, than uh, the generation before. That they've kind of hit this wall that, uh, you know, it's harder now to earn a living, harder now to make that money. And... uh, You know, we can talk about that and I have some ideas about that. So look for that on future podcasts. But for now, seriously, like think about this narcissism that is kind of set in. Um, It's almost become like a normal way of thinking. Like I said, you can hear it in lyrics. Look at Listen to lyrics of of any modern music. And I'm not just saying one particular genre of music, just music in general. Music, any music from pop to hip hop to rock to country all of it, every genre has been impacted by this look at me movement, right? Very different. Um, you don't believe me, like I said, just pick pick five songs, one from, make sure everyone's from a different genre. Five songs, look at the billboard, Google it, right? Billboard top 100, um, and just pick five songs from five different genres and Google the lyrics. You'll be amazed. It's all about me, 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 you know, and this is the culture that we're living in. You know, um, hashtag, you know, whatever. It's all about, like I said, the look at me movement and how many likes am I getting? How many people are giving me the thumbs up? How many people like, you know, how many people are viewing my story? I mean, we're adding people on Facebook, on Snapchat, on Instagram who we don't even know. Like they're friends of a friend of a friend whose uncle knew them because he went to school with their cousin when, you know, it's craziness. It's craziness. And this is the state of the world that we live in right now. And it's not just an American thing. This far exceeds just the American boundary. I mean, this is, a, I think, people across, and not just young. I mean, it's definitely youth. I'd say the 30 and under crowd for sure, though. It, 30 and under for sure, I think, is the biggest impact of this. Um, but it's a culture definitely that is like, hey, look at me. Like, you know, it's just crazy. So those are kind of my thoughts for today, Friday. Um, I hope you're enjoying your week, you know, um, look for more podcasts. Thank you for your support. Always a pleasure. Appreciate that you hang with me, that you listen to me. Uh, Oswego on the rocks at gmail.com is how you can drop me a line. I still for another episode in a row 
am uh, developing that website with that blog. It will be coming. I will make an effort to get that out. But uh, hey, man, I just, like I said, appreciate all the support uh, to see the podcast growing and listeners and listener support. This is great. And uh, I would love to hear from you. So if you want to drop me a line, like I said, O-S-W-E-G-O-O-N-T-H-E-R-O-C-K-S at gmail.com. That's a sweet go on the rocks at gmail.com. This is your host, Sean. Take care and love one another.